Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Caruso, right wing, jab step, puts up a three. He got it. Willie Caruso stays hot from beyond the arc. Hands off to Wirtz. He fires a corner three. He's got it again. Wirtz bounces into Richards, who feeds Frankish, who does a circus shot off the glass. Count it and the foul. Edie, crossover, step back, left elbow, puts up a two, puts it in. Backdoor Caruso, the one-handed hammer. Willie Caruso brings the crowd to its feet. Welcome, everyone, to episode 12 of the Believe in Santa Clara Sports podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, student voice of the Broncos and your source to stay up to date with Santa Clara Athletics for just two more episodes, including this one before I depart for my upcoming broadcasting gig at Eastern Oklahoma State College, which I am thrilled about. But you can find this show until I leave for them right here on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, the Believe Podcast website, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't already, please rate and subscribe. Any and all feedback is greatly appreciated. You might notice my voice sounds a little bit deeper uh, than normal, maybe a little raspier. Uh, At times, I am battling an illness, which is ill-timed, because the West Coast Conference Tournament begins tomorrow. Each and every game that Santa Clara plays in Las Vegas, we will have for you on KSU 103.3 FM in the Bay Area or via the Simple Radio app or the TuneIn Radio app. I'm not going to let a little cold stop me from going to Vegas and covering the games and having a great time with our team and whatnot, but I'd be remiss if I didn't say the timing's a little bit inopportunistic for me to suddenly have to deal with uh, sore throat, coughing, runny nose and such, but you know what, that's, that's the grind. I'm doing this podcast, going to do my talk show, and you just got to persevere. Michael Jordan did it in Game 6 of the Finals, so I think I can do it for a couple radio broadcasts. All right, let's get into the first segment today. That's the WCC standings that are now final with the conference tournament starting tomorrow in Vegas. You have number 3 Gonzaga. They're the one seed. They, along with the number 17 BYU Cougars, will get buys into the semifinals under the new format that I believe started just last year. I don't think they even had it two years ago where the top two seeds get a buy into the semifinals, so they won't even be in Las Vegas until after this weekend. They will play their first games on Monday against whoever comes out of the bottom of the pack. You have St. Mary's as the third seed at 24-7 and seven and 11-5 and five overall. Right after them, what a great season for the Pacific Tigers. 23-9, 11-5 in conference play. They were second to last in the WCC a year ago. And right behind them are uh, the San Francisco Dons at 9-7 and seven in conference play. Another 21 season for USF under first-year head coach Todd Golden. Pepperdine is next at 15 and 15 overall and an even 500 in conference play as well at 8 and 8. And that rounds out your teams that have buys past at least the first day. So St. Mary's and Pacific won't play until Saturday. San Francisco and Pepperdine will play tomorrow against the winners of the following games. First, tomorrow, 8 o'clock is the time of that game. I apologize for not mentioning that earlier. 8 o'clock, Santa Clara, who finished the regular season 19-12, and 6-10 and 10 in conference play, will take on the number 10 seed Portland Pilots, who end the year in the regular season 9-22 and 1-15 and and in conference play. They have lost 14 consecutive games after a strong start to the year. They were 8-7 and seven in non-conference. 
They were up seven at halftime against Gonzaga on January 2nd. They lost that game, but then they beat San Francisco. And since then, they have not won a single game. So a really, really tough stretch for the Portland Pilots and head coach Terry Porter. We'll hear about Santa Clara's game, or you'll hear about Santa Clara's game, rather, against them this past Saturday, uh, a little bit later in the show. And then in the eight and nine slots, you have LMU and San Diego, who won a combined six games in the WCC tournament this year. So the winner of the Santa Clara-Portland game will play Pepperdine. The winner of the LMU-San Diego game will play San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco, the five-seed, Pepperdine, the six-seed. Now, it does not matter who the higher remaining seed is. Sometimes that happens in tournaments like these where, you know, San Francisco is the five seed, so they automatically get the lowest remaining seed. That's not how it's structured. The winner of Santa Clara and Portland automatically plays Pepperdine on Friday. The winner of LMU and San Diego automatically plays San Francisco on Friday. And then the winner of those games will go on uh, to play St. Mary's and Pacific. So that's how uh, the tournament is structured is this uh, triple tier of buys. You have buys into the semifinals, buys into the quarterfinals, and then buys into the second round as well. So Santa Clara, after losing six of its last seven games in WCC play after a five and four start, is going to find themselves playing tomorrow night against Portland. And before we get to the Portland game on Saturday, which Santa Clara won 73 to 68, I'm going to talk about the game that happened last Thursday at home against St. Mary's. Now, this is a 78-72 loss for Santa Clara, but up there with the Gonzaga home loss, I think this is one of the best losses that Santa Clara's had all year. Joseph Rankich did not play in this game, the leading scorer and rebounder for the Broncos. He's also second in assists on the team. They did not have Trey Wirtz. He was out of the game with a concussion, suffered the previous Saturday against Pacific. Willie Caruso is very limited as he comes back from injury, but they took the Gales about as far as you could expect that Santa Clara team to go without actually pulling the upset. I mean, they were so shorthanded with such key guys out, and they still put up a really valiant effort. And the other amazing thing about this, the line on the game was St. Mary's minus six, which I thought was a little low, but Santa Clara hit that number right on the money. They never trailed by double digits in this game, and it was helped a lot by a strong start at the offensive end. Williams, the left-hand drive, kick out to Edie in the far corner, puts up a three, puts it in! Five quick points for Santa Clara with just over a minute gone by here in the first half. Taj Edie with his first points. Santa Clara jumped out to an early lead. Tajidi continues to play excellent basketball. He filled in at the starting point guard role for Trey Wirtz, who was out with a concussion, and it's really great to see Tajidi playing strong. It's been a big boost to Santa Clara to be able to have him as a guy who can reliably go get you a bucket, create his own shot, or knock down an open three when someone else drives and kicks like you heard Jalen Williams do right there. Now, Santa Clara was able to keep Jordan Ford in check for, oh, probably about the first 10 minutes of this game, which was really impressive. He only had three shot attempts. He was one of three. He had just three points. A lot of that credit goes to Jalen Williams. If you've listened to this podcast throughout the year, you know that Jalen Williams is a phenomenal defender. I mean, we sing his praises a lot, and it is rightfully earned because he is an exceptional perimeter defender, and he made Jordan Ford work a lot harder than he wanted to towards the end of the game in Moraga back on January 11th when Santa Clara pulled the upset. 
Jalen Williams was on Jordan Ford a lot in the first half, and that's why Ford struggled. But then he started to get some switches on screens, and Santa Clara was willing to switch those screens. And then you looked up when the first half ended, and just like that, Jordan Ford had 15 points. He made five of his last six shots after the the sluggish start. So he had 15 in the first half, and Santa Clara was down by just four, but they made a nice run out of the gate in the second half to tie the game. And once again, it was Tajidi getting it done. Three and a half gone by here in the second half. Ford attacks to the right elbow. Tajidi took it away. Here comes Santa Clara on the break. Edie, transition, pull up three. Got it. We've got a tie ball game, folks. Just about four minutes gone by here in the second half, and it is 39 to 39. So that was really encouraging for Santa Clara to see them, you know, not roll over at halftime, make some good second half adjustments. And eventually uh, St. Mary's was able to build a bit of a lead. It got as high as nine. Like I said earlier, never reached double digits, got as high as nine. The Gales started to be a little bit more in control in the second half. And Jordan Ford, the second leading scorer in the West Coast Conference, was, of course, the biggest reason why he finished the game with a game-high 33 points. He dropped 30 against Santa Clara back on January 11th. The guy is simply a one-man wrecking crew. It was really impressive to watch, as always. Jordan Ford, the senior from California originally, has really been an outstanding player for Randy Bennett. And without him, the Gales are not the borderline tournament team that they are right now. Jordan Ford has the ball in the far wing, drifts to the near side, 10 to shoot. Crosses over, straight on three is up, and it is in. St. Mary's has regained the lead, 46-44. to 44. They came after the Broncos had regained their first lead since uh, the early going when they jumped out to that 5 nothing start. But, you know, the Broncos just continued to hang around, and they, they didn't feel down on themselves. Again, they were shorthanded. And they didn't just roll over and give the game to the Gales. They were fighting till the very end. And Jordan Ford, or Jordan Williams, rather, for Santa Clara, had an awesome game off the bench. His best of the year. He put up 11 points. He needed just five shots. He knocked down a couple of triples, which we know he can do. He hasn't seen a lot of action this year, but he was forced into playing more than he had been in this game with Trey Wirtz out and Tajidi needing a break at some point, and Jordan Williams came in, provided a spark, and this highlight reel play to give the crowd some life. Edie will inbound, 12 to shoot, he lobs, no one there, Jordan Williams chases it down to half court, gets a screen from Betty Ackle, crossover, down the lane, Williams, one-handed stuff over Malik Fitz, plus the foul. Simply put, it was awesome. And Malik Fitz is 6'8", Jordan Williams is 6'1", Dude was not phased, just dunked it straight over the top of him. It was awesome. And ultimately, Santa Clara ended up losing the game 78-72. to But like I said, this was a really strong performance. And even though they didn't get the win, you had to feel really good about where they were going. So that extended their losing streak to six games, the longest it's been since 2015. And then that led to the regular season finale against Portland Saturday night. And what was my final call from the Levy Center, which uh, which is surreal. It's it's absolutely surreal that uh, I'm done calling games there for KSCU. It seemed like I just started yesterday or, or last year or whatever. And time really has flown by, but I was hoping Santa Clara would get a win. And 
the last regular season game of the season and my last call from the Levy Center, and they did that, knocking off Portland 73-68, to who they will face again tomorrow in the WCC tournament in a quick rematch, so the teams will play twice in less than a week. And Portland has lost 14 consecutive games. Santa Clara snapped their six-game losing streak with this one, and it was great to see them uh, be able to get that win, one that they definitely should have, even when they are shorthanded. Trey Wirtz and Josip Frankich again did not play, but it was great to see other guys step up in their absence. And Keyshawn Justice, who was 6-7 from the floor for 17 points, uh, when these two teams met back on February 1st, came out hot and got the Santa Clara offense going. He ended the game with 20 points. Broncos looking to cut into the deficit or tie it with a three. Justice at the right block, left-hand dribble, spins to his right hand, banks it in off the glass. Great move from Keyshawn Justice. His inside game continues to develop. It's 35-34 to 34 with two minutes to go. And what you heard me say there on the broadcast, his inside game continuing to develop. We've seen him get more and more aggressive as the year has gone on. He's become more of a slasher. He's willing to post up when he gets mismatches. And he's become quite skilled and physical down low as well. And it's great to see him develop an all-around game. He's a really, really talented guy. And, you know, we know he can shoot the three. He's done that since he started playing here at Santa Clara last year. But, you know, he knocked down three-pointers in this one. But it was really good to see him get going early with uh, with an inside game. And hopefully he's going to be able to carry that success over to tomorrow night in Las Vegas because Santa Clara is likely going to be without Josef Brankich. We have not heard anything about Trey Wirtz. The assumption right now is he's probably not going to play. You never know. But Santa Clara needs a guy you know, outside of Tajidi, who you can rely on for a one-on-one bucket and a mismatch, Keyshawn Justice is definitely one of those guys. And then, you know, he can shoot it. He made four threes in this game. He had five against the Pilots back on February 1st. He was five of five from beyond the arc. Uh, when, when he gets going, he just comes off of screens on the wing, launches, and he's walking the other way before the ball goes in because he knows that it's going to go down. But you got to give credit to Portland in this game as well. They played one of their closer contests in their WCC schedule this year as they've been on that 14-game losing streak, and they were on fire from beyond the arc in the first half of action. Back down low to Farabee, now out to Ferenson in the near corner, rises and fires and hits another three. Oh, goodness gracious. Ferenson is three of three from beyond the arc. It's 38 to 34. Portland's lead is back to four with a minute and a half to go. That was late in the first half. The Pilots were 7 of 12 from beyond the arc in the first half. It was really insane. This is a team that, you know, shoots it at a decent clip from beyond the arc, 34% as a team, but they don't typically shoot it with a very high volume. And, you know, seeing them go 7 of 12 from beyond the arc in the first half wasn't always, wasn't usually bad defense from Santa Clara. Guys are just knocking down shots. Sometimes you got to tip your cap and say, man, that's, that's a pretty tough shot right there. But DJ Mitchell was not going to, have the regular season finale end with a loss to Portland. He showed out with a season-high and career-high 25 points. And with the Broncos down four late in the first half, he came up and got Herb Sendek this bucket. Rebound DJ Mitchell for Santa Clara. Pulls up. Transition three. You bet. Well, that's DJ Mitchell just saying, hey, coach, I'm going to go get you a bucket right now. 38 to 37 is the score. Portland on top of Santa Clara as we're inside of a minute to go in the first half. So the Broncos were down one, 38 to 37 in the first half to the Portland Pilots. And you had that thought in the back of your mind of, oh, 
limited Caruso, no Wirtz, no Vrankic. Is this a game that Portland's going to be able to steal and one that you didn't think Santa Clara should really have you know, allowed to be as close for as long as it was? But, but Portland's not an untalented team. I think they lack some depth. I think they also lack size. I think those are two of the reasons that they've really struggled this year. And Santa Clara was able to exploit that in the second half. And the Broncos came out of the gate absolutely roaring. Came out of the stables roaring, you might say. Um, And they got the lead back very quickly in the second half. And then they never trailed from this point forward. Justice on the left wing, hangs in the air, puts up a floater and puts it in. Santa Clara has regained the lead, 39-38 to to score. 40 seconds gone by here in the second half from the Levy Center. Once again, you see Keyshawn Justice having a strong presence inside. He was phenomenal in this game, had 20 points, and DJ Mitchell had 25, so the wings for Herb Sendek really got it done in this one, and it's a big key to the game for for any team who's missing an interior scorer like Josip Frankic, who got second team All-WCC. Shout out to Josip, man. That's awesome and very well-deserved. You also had Jaden Bediako get WCC All-Freshman, and Trey Wirtz get honorable mention All-WCC. Very well-deserved recognitions there for, for those three Broncos. So the Portland Pilots hung around after Santa Clara regained the lead, but like I said, it was never... Uh, they were never able to regain the lead. There were there was one moment where Santa Clara was up by 10, and then the Broncos allowed a 7-0 run from the Portland Pilots. But then there were some big-time momentum plays that helped get uh, a, an excited and pretty packed Levy Center to its feet. And one of them was from DJ Mitchell, who threw down this thunderous dunk against a mismatch being guarded by Jacob Tryon. That is something Santa Clara needs to exploit tomorrow against the Pilots. Jacob Tryon cannot guard DJ Mitchell. He is not athletic enough. And DJ showed that on this play. Edie works right off a screen from Betty Acko. Santa Clara trying to snap a six-game losing streak before the WCC tournament on Thursday. Mitchell in the far wing. Pump fake drive to the bucket. The one-handed stop. I mean, it was textbook. He just gave him a little pump fake try on, gets a little out of position. Mitchell with the blow by and the one-handed tomahawk, man. It was it was really awesome. You love having big momentum plays like that when you're at home because the crowd gets into it, gives the players energy on defense, and you know the the Broncos' home court advantage was clearly evident on Saturday afternoon during Parents' Weekend, and that was you know kind of a point where you started to feel like Santa Clara had control of it and was not going to let Portland come back into the game. DJ Mitchell ended up icing the game late with a couple of clutch free throws to make it a two-possession game, and then the Pilots were unable to hit enough big shots down the stretch. Santa Clara knocked down their looks from the charity stripe, and that ended in a 73-68 final score with the Broncos snapping that six-game losing streak, which leads us to tomorrow... A quick rematch with the Portland Pilots, who have now lost 14 straight games. Santa Clara won both meetings this year, 85-61 back on February 1st, and then Saturday night by a score of 73-68. to uh, It has been five years since Santa Clara lost a game to Portland. They've won the last 10 matchups with the Pilots, and they have not lost to a Portland team coached by Terry Porter. So Herb Sendak and company will certainly be looking to continue that trend tomorrow 
as they travel to Las Vegas. They're probably going tonight. We fly out in the morning. We being myself, Alex Stewart, Caitlin Parcell. We will be on the call for an 8 p.m. tip-off tomorrow against those Portland Pilots. The Broncos have been one and done in the WCC tournament each of the last two seasons. They lost to San Diego in the second round last year after earning a first-round bye with the number six seed. And the year before that, they lost to Pepperdine when they were the number seven seed. The Waves were the 10 seed and had only won five games all year coming into that game. But Colby Ross, Cameron Edwards, and Trey Burhow shot it lights out from the floor uh, to knock off the Broncos 85-69. So you hope that Santa Clara is going to be able to end those WCC tournament woes and get another crack at the Pepperdine Waves this season, who they lost both regular season meetings to, 90-86 uh, to 86 at home in overtime back on January 18th, and then a week later on the 25th down in uh, Pepperdine's home arena, 91-77. to 77. So Santa Clara going to have to avoid... That, But before they would potentially get to Pepperdine, you got to beat Portland. They learned two years ago that you can't look ahead in a conference tournament. It's officially March. Anything can happen. They don't call it March Madness for nothing. Conference tournaments are often just as wild as the big dance, and it's definitely something that Santa Clara has got to take seriously. It's not going to be a given because, you know, Portland wants to end their season on some kind of high note, and winning a WCC tournament game which would be their first win in the tournament since 2017 as well. Uh, winning a WCC tournament game would certainly be a momentum boost to Terry Porter and company. I think if Santa Clara wants to win this game, they have to again run their offense through the wings. You had Tajidi with 15 points on Saturday, DJ Mitchell at 25, Keyshawn Justice had 20. I think that has to be your formula once again, exploit mismatches where you can get them. Portland switches a lot. They can give DJ and Keyshawn post-up opportunities, put Taj on a big out on the perimeter. I think those are matchups that Herb Sendek and the Broncos will want to exploit and get the ball to Keyshawn Justice. The dude is 20 of his last 37 from beyond the arc. I mean, what more can you say about the sharpshooting sophomore? And, and also, like I mentioned earlier, DJ Mitchell, if he is guarded by Jacob Tryon, that is a mismatch all day. DJ is way more athletic than Jacob Tryon. And I think that if the pilots don't change up their defensive scheme, and if they want to play Diabate and Tryon together, then you're going to have DJ on Tryon. And that is that is a matchup that definitely favors the Broncos. So they'll take on Portland tomorrow at 8 p.m. from the Orleans Arena. I will be on the call. Uh, sickness and all. Hopefully I sound a little better than I did today. Um, we will be at the Orleans Arena for the Portland and Santa Clara game, which once again tips off at 8 p.m. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Believe in Santa Clara Sports Podcast. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already, and tune into the next episode, which will be a week from today. It will be the final episode that I do for this podcast. We'll be recapping the Santa Clara season and any and all games they play in the West Coast Conference Tournament. So you can hear about that and all things WCC basketball right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast platform for professionals. You can follow me on Twitter at Smalls underscore 55 or on Instagram at Smalls underscore 5 to keep up with all the sports broadcasts happening on KSCU. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. I'm Spencer McLaughlin signing off for this week, saying so long and have a wonderful day. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.